0: Now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing, Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency, and certified professional photographer and official photographer of the Phoenix Open, Everardo Kimi, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready? Set, listen.
1: What's up? All right, so Everard is again missing. Um, missing we in actually, action? F- we found him last week. We, oh. I know Ed and I were just like, what is going on? Um, he actually said, and I'm going to quote, he had a senior moment. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, that, you know, we get old. Oh, really? Yeah, I know, Jenny, <laughs> you're not even close to that. But, <laughs> all right, and so Jenny's actually holding uh, What's the co host. Fort here and she's back. I'm from back. Canada.
2: Little great white
1: north. Medical doctor <laughs> amazingness and you just came back from um, Thanksgiving in Thanksgiving, Canada. Thanksgiving
2: yeah a lot of people are like what there's another Thanksgiving? I know because we think do you guys really eat, only once. <laughs> do we, we eat turkey? I'm like we actually eat turkey. You do? Yeah so I get it twice. But you I have, have it on Monday. We have it on a Monday so it was really weird that Americans have it on a Thursday. It was just such a learning curve. I think for me. it's really weird that Canada has it on a Monday. It makes sense. <laughs> really? It's, yeah, it's like continuous <laughs> with the weekend. Like Thursday. So we have Thursday, <laughs> Friday, and the weekend. I guess. Yeah. I don't you know. guys you guys everyone know. doesn't really like Monday, so I feel like it works in our favor. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, but then
1: Tuesday's your Monday.
2: Fine. There's no winning. <laughs> There's no winning with Lisa Light. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I won again. All right, so, and you've got something coming up soon. I have a few things coming up. All right,
1: and it's, per- like, it's perfect that you're here, because we're talking about health, but one of the big things that I think that's pretty extraordinary about you is that you do bikini contests. Yeah. As a doctor, which yes. I don't know if it's always the medical
2: advice thing to do, because you have some extreme dieting that yeah, you do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um. The younger you are, the better, I'd say. But this is my third one, and I love how it stretches me. And uh, this time I'm doing it with my sister, who's, like, you know, my best friend. As it's the second know. time, right? Or have you done We've done time? three. Oh, all together. Yeah, and we're usually aligned when, when we do them. Um, but this time she's flying down to Arizona from British Columbia, and we're going to share the stage together. So oh. this is a... Uh, I may have face to watch this. I think you have to watch to this. have to bring
1: anything? Is there anything that A big sign,
2: foghorn, whatever oh, I you want. Should like the
1: faces? Should I do like the little copy faces?
2: <laughs> I might not no. be able to
1: see you. So I don't think it's for you. <laughs> I think it's more for me. <laughs> so you're not even asking anymore. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. All right. So today actually we have on, uh, actually returning, Dr. Corey. Third time. Third, yeah, the first Lucky time I I was three. sick. Lucky number three. Mm-hmm. I was sick the first time you we were. were on the show. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I didn't even yeah, have a voice there. at that time. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because I'm recovering from a mild little weekend cold that I think I extended into this huge drama because it kept me in, indoors for a little
3: while. Kep- kept you indoors. Yeah. yeah and yeah, now I feel yeah. like a puppy. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> 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 Unleashed. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> and then um, my was going to be my co-host who um, Red has filled in the co-host okay. actually ended up sick throwing up this morning.
3: Oh man! So what
1: happened? I bring.
3: We we made it. Health. We're here. the hell came yeah. through,
1: but nobody else could. <laughs> but I guess something's going around.
3: Yeah. I, well, I was just talking to Jenny about that, and I have no idea, because I, you, as you know, I turned into a virtual practice, so I, I don't see the sniffles the and colds and coughs and flus mm-hmm. quite as much. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of. Isolating myself, I guess, you know, this
1: might be a good thing. Don't get this. <laughs> yeah, I know right. I kept my kids away. I'm like, no, just stay at dad's. Go away. Go away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> awesome. yeah. awesome. Then I like bed. Oh, my God. I watched such crap on TV. Like great. what? <laughs> 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 and, you know, Netflix is a curse. Yes. Californication, which, Ooh, you know, okay. I recommend and don't at the same time. It's my favorite but the show. last scene and the last line by far was the best. So. Can you quote it? Yeah. Nope. I'm not going to watch do it. it. I'm not going to watch it. No, don't you, do it. Okay. Don't do it, but do it. Don't, <laughs>
3: don't do it, but do it. <laughs> do it, don't do it.
1: And then you also brought Jessica, I who did. I had the pleasure to meet. And, like, what a wonderful person. Like, not only is she gorgeous, mm. beautiful, but she's just, like, i you're like an angel.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: you're in the yoga field. You're actually helping people also on the health side. Mm-hmm. And you're working together, actually putting... Like, I can't wait to hear all about it. Yeah, But totally. yeah, thank you for coming on and on your birthday. So happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. You. Yeah, you guys have big thank plans you. for today?
3: Yeah. Apparently yeah, there's
1: some surprises, <gasps> so I don't know. There's, there's many. Do you like surprises? Some I love people surprises. Don't. Yeah. I, I say I do, but I don't. But I do. <laughs> yeah.
4: I love surprising people, too. It feels really good to like know that they have no idea. But I also oh. love things. So he's got some surprises coming his
2: way, too. Yeah, it's birthday week because my birthday is on the 20th. Oh, so it's a big week. Pressing question. So does that make you a Scorpio or a Libra? I'm a Libra. And he's also just on the cusp.
3: Yeah, because October 22nd is the... Because, okay. Okay. Got
1: yeah. it. I was like, uh-huh. I know we're
2: close. Uh-huh. So, do uh-huh. you find you
1: guys are similar at times, or that like
3: it? We're really similar mm-hmm. at certain things. Like, like our humor is kind of the same. Yeah. Uh, what we like to do is the same. But like, we have very different. We're backgrounds. also very,
4: very different. Yeah. <laughs> so the big
2: thing about Libras is that they're incredibly partner oriented.
3: hmm. Yeah. 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 Very. Yeah. Very. Much so. Yeah. And that's kind of what I found myself in is is a power couple relationship. Yeah. yeah which mm-hmm. has been. Super awesome, super new, and we're just really exploring that together in many different ways. So, How did you yeah. both meet? Oh my gosh, so oh. this is a good story. Oh <laughs> so yeah, I you like I good had Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah I had uh, gotten out of a 10-year relationship and was in the process of dating and kind of doing my thing, and I literally got invited to the VIG um, with her, her cousin. I was friends with her cousin, because her, her cousin's dad uh, Bruce did our build out at, at the medical center that we had. Okay. Um, so I got kind of close to Rachel's her name. And so she, we had hung out a couple times and she's like, you got to come out to the VIG. And I was like, okay, all right, I'll do that. I'm a super, super punctual person, right? So I get there. It's, I don't know, it's like seven, seven 30, something like that. Nobody's there. <laughs> Call. Hey, hey, Rachel, where, where are you guys? Oh, oh, oh we're still at home. Oh, how, how far away is that? Forty-five minutes. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just get you guys a spot. So I ended up going in this corner. So wait, wait.
1: Does it bug you too, or is it one of those things you're just like? You know whatever? what?
3: It, it used to, oh. but I've I've let that go. Yeah. But so I was at the kind time, of, it did bug him. Yeah. It did. Oh. Definitely. I
2: could I could deduce that. Definitely. From yeah. Forty-five.
4: Minutes. So we, So I was already losing points. Like, oh no!
2: <laughs> and I didn't so even you know she existed. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. You're yeah, good yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. You're not even on the scoreboard yet. Right. Right. But yeah. So anyways. <laughs> so. I, I, I find a spot by the fireplace and of course there's like three different couples around me and they're all like you know cozying up next to each other and I'm just sitting there with my beer just going okay all right sweet <laughs> second universe. beer okay all right Uh-oh. third beer Whoa. okay all right fourth okay all right Where, when are they coming <laughs> call again hey you guys coming yeah we're gonna we're gonna be in there in like 10 10 minutes okay cool so then i got transferred from this fireplace corner side to like a table because there's going to be six of us on my fifth beer and then everybody shows up right and we're talking having a good time and what ended up happening was is rachel's best friend uh sat next to me and she's a super germaphobe like (laughs) like 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 if you cough in her general Uh direction she's gonna be Gagging and making comments and freaking out, right? So all of our focus was on her, like the whole night, and so I didn't even have any idea that Rachel was trying to set me and her up. I had oh, no idea because I guess so Rachel did you was like have talking an idea, Jessica, at this point
4: well, Yes. So, oh, so you had the so, heads up? Yeah. So I was of visiting course. from San, from San Diego. I was oh. here for the holidays, and so Rachel, my cousin, was like you know, talking about it the whole week, like, oh, my gosh, when you come for Thanksgiving, I, we're going to go out to dinner with a group of my friends. And yeah. you, there's this really cute guy that's going to be there and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And so the whole week she was talking him up. And so I had an idea of this, but she didn't tell him anything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which kind of maybe works out. Sometimes when you know less, it's actually... Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. You figure it out. And what I didn't tell you was, is when I had my fifth beer, I Uh, told myself, uh -uh. I'm done with dating. I'm over this stuff. Because I just had a couple bad dates, you know, just like the nightmare (laughs) dates, you know, but just like everything goes wrong. And I'm like, I have a five-year plan. (laughs) I'm going to not date anybody. I'm going to save up my money. I'm going to get a house. I'm going to do this, this, this. And then I'm going to date. And of course, Uh, she just like fell right in my lap. Because I I totally let go. I totally let go.
2: That's the key, right?
1: Because I
3: wasn't present. To what I needed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like letting so what, go of this. What actually created the interaction though? Like, what, what created ha- the, Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> do you wanna tell the Rachel story? <laughs> No, 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 it was definitely her. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. So
1: uh
4: yeah, so we didn't really talk much that night, but then you know, I was staying with my, my cousin and my family and so we went home after after that evening and um you know, she's like, Oh, what do you think? I'm like, Oh, he's so awesome and he's so wonderful. But you know, we didn't really get to talk, so like I don't know. And well, uh, maybe after
1: five beers, it might have yeah. been.
3: <laughs> I know. I was trying I, I to focus to. I on feel like just <laughs> my head. Your doctor straight. instinct I
2: must have come in, especially sitting beside a germaphobe. and so you know, <laughs> Jessica probably saw you in action. I was like, damn. <laughs> right. I was like, this guy's amazing. <laughs> um,
4: yeah. So you know, we went home, and then um, you know, we're about to go to bed, and then my my cousin Rachel was like, uh, I guess who just texted me? And I was like, wait, what? Who? Doctor Ostro. <laughs> Uh-oh. i was asking for my number and i was like oh my god <laughs> oh, so, so you then, are paying
1: attention after five days yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey.
3: well she isn't yeah. telling and i'm gonna i'm gonna ride oh. her under the bus a little bit is i wasn't paying attention until i was super tired so we ended up going to another bar and i was sitting at the t- see. she doesn't oh, like this she doesn't like eyes. this yeah she doesn't like this part of the story <laughs> And I, you you know, like, five (laughs) beers, like, you get pretty tired, and, like, we're just sitting around talking, so it's, like, 3 a.m., so I yawn. Like, I yawn, Uh and she goes like this, and she, like, hits my tongue with her mouth, like, to, like, stop me, and then she goes, oh my God, what did I just do? And I'm like, yeah, you just put your hand in my mouth.
4: A complete stranger's mouth. Like, this is a joke that I have with my friends. Like, we, like if we see somebody yawning, we, like, see if yeah. we can, like, put our hands in their mouth real quick to stop the yawn. And Total I realized reaction. that I, yeah, it just became so, like... Time stopped. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> like, was so just, it was, like, ingrained in me. I just did that to a complete stranger. I did that to Corey, and I was like, oh, my God, I literally just put my hand in his mouth. Oh, what did I just <laughs> wow. do?
3: So that kind of triggered, I was like, oh... Who are this girl's you? different. <laughs> yeah, who are you? Yeah. So I'm like, to be kinda what else are you going to do?
2: <laughs> so do you recommend that move for all yes, the single so, ladies yes, out in yes,
3: the yes. world? So I'm like, you know
2: what? Maybe this stuff works. Yeah. Because <laughs> I also, too, had, this, new move.
4: had this mindset yeah. of like, I, you know. too, like before this, I was like, you know, she was talking him up, and I'm like, oh, no. And I was in this mindset, too, of, like, I, I'm not interested in dating. Like, I'm just kind of ready to yeah. just do my own thing. And so, yeah, maybe this move is, like, what you need to do when you're single. And, like, you just <laughs> get the guy right there. You listen I to ladies. You said that. It's so serious.
3: Like, this is it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> so um, It's the secret. Yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah, totally.
4: Yeah. But so, yeah, really the end of that story was that that night, you know, he asked for my number from my cousin, and so he started texting me, and, um... I was leaving back for San Diego the next day. So I thought, well, do we have, like, when are we going to be able to see each other again? And I said, you know, I know you have patients the next morning, but I would love to grab lunch with you before I drive back to San Diego. So we met up for lunch and we hung out for a couple of hours and it was just really like, it was really quite magical, and actually, the restaurant was—they uh, had closed, and we didn't even realize it. Like they had up all the chairs on the tables, Aww. they were sweeping, and everything around us. But we were so in the moment, so with each other, that we didn't even realize what was happening around us in the restaurant. And then, like an hour after the place had closed, the owner came up to us and was like, "So you guys seem like you're just so deep in conversation. We just didn't want to bother you, but..." We, we, we've, we are closed, and we have been for the last hour. We look around, we're like, Ready oh, to my walk. gosh, we're so, we're so, so <laughs> sorry. But it was, yeah, it was just amazing. Like, we just really connected, and ever since that day, we just stayed in touch. I was living in San Diego. He was here in Phoenix, and we just made it work, and
1: yeah.
4: now I'm out here. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, okay, so what made it something that it was, you know you're going to just keep doing this together? Like, what was the, the piece of it? I know you're both in, in a form of health. Mm -hmm. um obviously but where was that okay let's let's do something a little bit more creative because i I think it's one of those things you try to avoid when you're in a relationship to actually either talk about work or even work together
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Was, was
4: there a certain point for you
3: i i just knew right away yeah i mean like i just um it's, it's been really interesting being around her because my sense of intuition about my business, about what my needs and wants are, are kind of off the charts. And I remember us, uh, I actually came back to San Diego. I drove to San Diego in January, like for the New Year's. Um, and I remember us having a conversation and I didn't know anything about her um, too much. Mm-hmm. But I remember looking at her and saying like, Jess, you, you're an entertainer. Do you know that? Like you're, you're an entertainer and she was just totally blown away by that because for for a long time um she has an amazing story and i'd love for her to share it and i'm gonna botch it but um she just has an amazing knack for dance for performance for singing um and she was raised by um her parents are deaf and so she had this point in her life where she had a huge opportunity to really excel within the performance realm of like singing dancing performance Um, and she needed some backing by her parents you know what I mean like some 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 money and because her parents are deaf they didn't quite understand that Mm. Um, and so for years she would perform in her bedroom every day every day almost and I didn't know that but I but I knew it you know and so to answer kind of answer your question is me and her have kind of gotten to this setting where we both realize that we're performers and I have a similar story with a a big time theater background and I was uh, in semi-professional plays when I was a child and eventually got wrapped up um, in, in, in other things. And so now I feel like we're kind of coming back Mm -hmm. to that performance aspect of it. And you don't have to be like an actor, you know, Um, you you can perform on many different stages and many different platforms. And that's why I was telling Jess today, I was like, we were sitting on the couch right, right before we were going to get onto the show here. And I was like, man, I love this stuff. I just love this stuff i love being able to share myself in new and profound ways you know and because through the trips the falls and, and also the successes it's 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 what people want to hear you know and and what people want to know
1: it's funny because i think when we spoke first um i didn't have a name for the show yeah it just right. kind of developed in a weird way and it was about other things that you had planned that kind of changed and um Dare to dream mm-hmm. came up and it was such an amazing idea because I've, I've met you for a while. Like we, yeah. we met actually um, through a leadership program right. and um, I really got to meet you when I was in pain. Yeah. So on, I think it's been, it'll be a year in Thanksgiving, Yeah. Um, I went through some severe back pain and I've never had that. I didn't even know what it was. So I ended sure. up in the emergency room like, I don't even know what's wrong with me. Right. And luckily I called you and it was after a blog that I had read about you. Mm-hmm. And um, you were just like, it was almost like that was the most important thing. And it was something that I've never experienced through a doctor. This complete, like you are important and I was just like wow that's different and my brother's a doctor so that's even funnier (laughs) but um, I was just like okay cool and when we met you were just like okay so what is it I mean you got right to it and then like I realized you're a pain specialist and there was just a different thing about you that actually really made sense in such a caring way Mm -hmm. but it was also this other side of you that was almost like you you plan out your future you Mm -hmm. plan out where you want to go with your health Mm -hmm. and it was just like wow Mm -hmm. so when I saw this come together I was like of course (laughs) you know and I got to meet her and you know and she's just amazing I mean it's just such a wonderful way about her and um I we haven't had much communication but we've had communication that actually really connected us Mm -hmm. in a way that I was just like I cannot wait for some magic to arise and yeah, I mean, show that's, up for both of that's you. That's definitely
3: yeah. how I feel. I feel like anything's possible now, yeah. you know, to have that kind of partnership. And that's that's what we talk about a lot um, behind closed doors, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost like you is, found it's, it's, like it's, it's, a dreamer with you. Like yeah, it's almost yeah. like
1: you both can dream and create.
3: Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and that's what we talk about a lot is like, how can we share this, you know? Mm. Because, like, the first time we actually said we were official and we got in a relationship, I kept telling her, I was like, I want other people to experience this. Like, mm-hmm. how do we share this with the world? And that's kind of where this whole power couple thing that uh, we were talking with Jenny about before the, the radio show is, is it kind of came to be is like, yeah, we're kind of establishing ourselves as a power couple mm-hmm. um, and, and really showing people through various ways. So yeah. right now um, we're developing certain workshops um, and uh, breathwork techniques with couples um, to be able to really help them access what they want to access, because as you know, what do you always come up against? Fear, totally. uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. I not, dream and then the like the not wait. knowing. Yeah. There's that unknown
1: piece. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. But then you have to do it anyway. You have to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah.
3: really, this is the only life we got. This is one shot. You know. Because
1: it's worse if you don't. Right. It's really like the the. Oh, it's just awful what you have to deal with. Yeah. And I think that's where the disease and the uncomfort. And mm-hmm. I mean, even dealing with what I had this weekend, it was mm-hmm. like, I'm not wanting to do something that I right. knew I needed to. Right. And it was just like once I was just like, all right, come to grips. But I also felt like having that time down was mm-hmm. actually a good space for me. I think and so I too. don't allow myself to have that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so it's forced on me. Yeah. yeah. I think um, that
2: you encountered that last year, right? Yeah. Like yeah. with your back pain. Totally. You were just like no. on the go. And it kind of and I couldn't move. Yeah, I could not move physically. Force you not to move and just take some time for yourself. Yeah, Yeah. your body was sending you that message and saying, "Hey, all right, I'll go to yoga today." Yeah. (laughs) So on the topic of disease and and illness, Mm -hmm. um, there are two very important topics when it comes to speaking with the doctor. So how do you cause a shift for people to see the healing inside themselves, Dr. Corey?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think um, the biggest thing for me when I got out into practice, um, being a naturopathic physician and alternative healer, it's, 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 it's different um, because you have an opportunity to do a residency. You know, you can go the hospital route. Not a lot of people do that. So about 80 to 90% of us are small business owners, entrepreneurs, and we kind of like throw up our shingle and say, here, here's our shtick, and this is kind of what we do. Um, but for me, what I, what was really just blown my mind is, uh, when I was in medical school doing my rotations, you saw a lot of the same, Mm -hmm. you know, you saw a lot of people that were either in the system that had been in the system for years. Um, or you saw new people with just very general kind of things like, you know, weight loss or their eyes hurt or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but really what came to me, especially within my first six months was like some serious chronic disease, you know, like. Cancer, autoimmune disease.
2: Metabolic Lyme, disorder. M- metabolic disorder. Huge. Like yeah. heavy,
3: heavy, heavy stuff. And you know, I saw the the typical, you know, over either over medicated or under medicated, whatever the case may be, um, but really looking for another answer. Mm-hmm. And what was shocking to me is that like they had been to every specialist, you know. I I'd seen them they'd gone to Mayo, MD Anderson, you know, John Hopkins, like every single place. And I was kind of like the last stop.
2: I was going to ask, were you, know? you that last resort? I was
3: the last resort. Okay. It's like, and, and honestly, the conversation kind of is, they might not say this, but what they'll say is, you know, I, I don't have many options left. I heard through a friend that you're good, and so I'm willing to take a shot on you, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, almost like kind of like the last resort thing. Um, and so it was a big responsibility for mm-hmm. me. And what I came to realize is, is there's definitely a separation between someone who has a disease and diseases are created by diagnoses, right? And in medical school, as you know, um, a diagnosis is really, there's a bunch of real smart people Mm -hmm. that either have labs imaging or something to confirm that diagnosis, right? But not everybody fits within that diagnosis. And so there's this whole other piece that I started to see in people and being able to address it, kind of like what I was talking with you, Elisa, is that like, there is a holistic model, and that holistic model is you. And I can, if I can find that inside that person, then I can express that out. And, and, and that's the thing is, like, a lot of people might come to me with stage 4 cancer, you know? And they, they might want me to treat the cancer, but we might actually have a conversation about, hey, when's the last time you talked to your son? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And what kind of conversation did you have? And is there, is there anything that you need to clear up? And that really sat with people. And the more and more I started to do this, the more and more I started to realize that I was more in this energetic, holistic realm of having conversations with people to help transform their lives. It's and there's the stuff power you avoid. within that. There's power. Yeah. And, and, and then you start noticing a lot of patterns too. Right. Like people with, with cancer usually have... Um, Issues within relationships. Have
2: you ever... Um, and people...
3: Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go on. And, and, and people with Lyme disease usually have a lot of self-hate and self-doubt. Interesting. And so there's a lot of these patterns, and unless you address them, the disease state almost never goes away. Yeah.
2: There's the book by Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your mm-hmm. Life. Yeah. It just it reminds yeah. me a lot of that, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the uh, Western medicine world, there hasn't been space for that until maybe very recently. So I'm trying to kinda of incorporate that yeah. into my mindset too. Right. That there's a whole nother piece to to medicine and, and health, right. optimal health. Right. Yeah. yeah. That
3: that that definitely gets neglected. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why. And so because of these heavy-duty cases that I started to get, I really started to explore other natural realms. So I flew to Peru. I went to a retreat center, um, had an amazing experience with uh, ayahuasca, if you guys oh, are familiar yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a very powerful psychedelic. And, and, and then I started experiencing more and more things. I started working with shamans, other energy healers, and really learning things from them, you know? Because um, I think that there's just so much that's neglected um, from the human aspect of our healthcare. Um, because a lot of people end up coming to the doctor, they look at your chart, they got seven minutes. And I'm not blaming the MD or the ND or the DO or anybody, but I can't do my job in seven minutes. I can do my job in three months, mm-hmm. six months, something like that. Mm-hmm. But really time is so, so, so valuable and so, so important. Yeah.
1: Well, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's also things that people don't even know about themselves. Right. Like there's things that are just hidden so deep mm-hmm. that it takes time to actually have the confidence and the ability to have okay here here that's what it is yeah um we're gonna take a break here but definitely want to touch more about that and also bring in how yoga is a part of something that actually can heal because i've done um some major stuff with yoga and i love it mm. and i always pull away it's almost like i feel good i'm out mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's definitely something that i want to incorporate that actually will be a part of my daily practice yeah but we'll be right back awesome.
2: Are you looking to discover your greatest gifts and your truest purpose in life? Take a walk on the fearless side with The Adventures of Julie Jones. Step into your life with passion and power. Call and schedule a 30-minute call today and create the adventure you've been looking for. Adventures of Julie Jones is a life worth living. 480-570-7382 That's 480-570-7382
0: Looking for your next event photographer? Everardo Kimi Photography is here to help. Everardo is the official photographer of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, an event that hosts over 1 million people so you can trust him with your event. You deserve a photographer that is professional, experienced, and skilled. You deserve Everardo Kimi Photography. Contact Everardo at everardokimi.com or 480-382-7226. To make your next event picture perfect. Ever get lost in conversation or tuned out during a boring presentation or meeting? Who hasn't? Frame the Message, Inc is here to rid the world of tired and disengaged audiences and bring joy back into learning. In today's world, visuals are the hook that draws in learners. So why not use them to amplify your message? Engage and empower your audience to take action through the inspiring art of visuals. Frame the Message, Inc. provides live graphic recording services to help you ink your think. To find out how you can spruce up your next presentation, visit framethemessageink.com. That's framethemessageink.com.
1: Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it, we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA approved UltraShape Power for powerful fat burning. The UltraShape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market. Painless. No downtime. And you can see the results in as little as two weeks. Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremier.com to learn
2: more.
0: To marketing money mindset, the place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Everardo Kimi.
1: Hey, welcome back! So next week we have a fun show. We're actually going to be talking about wine with Everardo. We're actually going to be uh, talking to some great people, so it's going to be a good one. Hopefully, we'll have some sampling, but we're not. <laughs>
2: I just Is that out an there. open invitation for everyone to come yeah, to the studio? Yeah, totally. I and, think I'm uh, coming back. <laughs> <laughs> always, always. All right, so,
1: okay, one of the things that I was looking at my notes and I was um, really curious about and definitely would love to know more about growing up um, in an atmosphere with your parents not being able to hear mm-hmm. the love that you have for obviously music because that's part mm-hmm. of what um, kind of brings out some of the stuff that, mm-hmm. that we have, but also um, self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And how did that come into, you know, being a part of what you do?
4: Yeah, so my, my work, I'm a yoga teacher and also a self-love coach. And I'm just so passionate about spreading the message of self-compassion. And I think that really, um, my, my, my journey to that started in college. And I was just very, very stressed out. Um, I wasn't sleeping a lot and I just really wasn't taking care of myself fully and there was a workshop that was offered on campus um, where I went uh, in the University of Wisconsin and a lot of my friends were doing it and it, part of it is yoga and they would come back from the workshop with their yoga mats and they was all like blissed out and happy and I'm like what is this thing you guys do over the weekend you know and so they encouraged me and finally I, I did it um, in my, my junior year of college and it was just incredible. I That was when I got introduced to yoga, to breath work, to meditation, all things I thought were kind of hokey. And I'm like, what is this stuff really? <laughs> and I experienced all of these different amazing tools and techniques. And for the first time, I realized that um, I can take care of myself, take care of my body and my mind. And that results in... Total inner peace and inner joy, and it was like a switch for me. I realized that true fulfillment and true joy comes from within. It doesn't come from external sources or looking for approval from other people, looking outside of yourself, hoping that you're going to find that fulfillment. And through yoga, through breathwork, through meditation, these are tools to access your true essence. Like it, it just it calms you. It you back to who you really are so that's what really started this this journey and um, the more and more I did different trainings and workshops that I did yoga teacher training and I realized like I have a message to share and that is self-compassion and self-care and to really um, put yourself first and I think that's can be hard for a lot of us we we think of we think of others and we put others before ourselves and it's so much easier for us to give to other people. But you can only do that for so long before you burn out. And I think I, I, I really learned that the hard way. I was just, I, I burned myself out so many times, time and time again. And I realized how incredible these tools are and that I have to, to share that.
1: You know, it's funny when you were talking about it, I almost envision like a classroom full of kids because I think they're the most beautiful example of mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. They're always self-care and mm-hmm. like, it's me, it's my world, mm-hmm. but they're also very loving and caring yes. of others. Yes. And it's just a great balance. It's almost like as we grow, we actually lose a little bit of that essence. Yes, and definitely. it's tapping back into that that right. really just joins that. and. And it's funny because I'm coming off my my me weekend, <laughs> and I kind of sense that like there was a lot of like, eh, who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. in a good way, not not so much of like disregard for others, but it was almost like this accepting of what was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Dr. Corey had recommended a great book, um, and it, it reminded me to to surrender.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: it was um, Gabriella Bernstein's book. Oh yeah, and um, just a great example. And another one that I love is the Power of Now. Yes, mm-hmm. and they're just great examples to just sit in the moment and just be with what is like you're Mm -hmm. gonna have your ups and downs but it's that you know what it's what it is Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
4: yeah and I think too why I'm so passionate about sharing this message is because we hear the term self-love a lot you know and self-care and it's like what does that really mean right
1: it is baffling
4: yeah yeah it's like what does that mean or people think that it's like it's weak it's like a fluffy term like oh self-love that's nice but it's not weak at all or it's, and it's not selfish either. People think like, oh, to take a weekend for me, like that's, that's, that's selfish. But actually taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself is the most selfless thing that you can do. Because once you have recharged, you can fully show up for other people. You can fully show up in your life and you're not showing up burnt out, right? Mm -hmm. So you get to tap into your true fulfillment and then People see that. People want to be around that. I mean, it affects not only you, but everyone around you, even strangers. Yeah. And that's why it, it's so important. I think that it all starts with us, really. And we're looking for how can we have more compassion in this world? I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening in our country and in, in the world as a whole. And we're, like, looking for the answers. And I really think that it starts with us and it starts with mm-hmm. self-compassion because then we can fully we can fully show up.
1: It's almost like world. filling your cup first.
4: Yes, exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
4: And it's like on an airplane, if you want to help somebody, you have to put on your oxygen mask first before yeah. you help someone. And I th- that's how I see it is that you've got to help yourself first and then you show up 100% for everyone else.
1: And I think other generations, I know my parents are in their 80s. My mom's a perfect example. Like she would give, 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 give to the point she would pass out mm. and she wouldn't even care. She'd just give, keep giving. Sure. And it was never something that... I got to see growing up, so the new like idea of self-care yeah. is like I have to get sick in order to have a meeting. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. know how to.
2: like my mom is the same way. We relate in, in, in our upbringing a lot like that, so it's just like this learning curve to take mm-hmm. time for yourself. like this is the first time I've heard of self-compassion. I love that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I think men have a better grip on it. There's definitely like um, sports and just Mm. five beers, and you know, like five beers. That's sports and five beers. That's it. Thumbs it up. Men just got that, and and it's funny because it's almost that bliss of not knowing the whole idea of what Rachel and Jessica had before they met you. Right. Probably gave them a lot of stress. Uh (laughs) Gave you none. None. (laughs) No.
3: No. Blinders on. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: I, you know, like, I want, I, I'm so blessed to have two wonderful boys, or men now, because they're just amazing men. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, Mom, chill out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> chill, Mom. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, I don't know how anymore. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: There's,
4: a, there's a lot of research on, on compassion that's being done. I actually, um, I, a few years ago, worked at Stanford University's Center for Compassion and Altruism Research and Education, also known as Care. Working with some of the top researchers on compassion and self-compassion. And there, there's there's research being done on are, are women more compassionate than men. And there, the research is there's some you know conflicts there, but some people will say that women have kind of more of that that nurturing essence and they are more prone to, to just give and give and give and put them you know, put others first before themselves. So it's interesting that you say, you know, both you know your mothers um where it's just such givers and I think that can be a a tendency for for women um to have to have that within them to be very very compassionate
1: but I don't know if it was a healthy thing like it was definitely when I look back I'm like yeah you know because like when I talked to my mom about it she's Mm -hmm. like
2: I have to like that's Mm -hmm. just how it is and I don't know if it's a cultural thing you Mm -hmm. know um I don't know if the Cuban culture is like that but the Indian culture is sure Heavily on being selfless,
1: mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I, I called my mom yesterday, and she's like, "Finally!" I'm like, "Serious, mom? <laughs> you have my number. Like, you can call me too." She's like, "Well, I don't want to bother you." I'm yeah. like, "Stop."
2: Stop! Like, like stop. It's, it's adorable. Yeah.
1: Though, right? No, it's not. Like, it, it really isn't. It, that, that's true. It's it really not. It really isn't adorable. It's, it's, it's a
3: loss of power. Mm-hmm. It's a huge loss of power. Yeah. My dad, on the other hand, be like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I definitely think that's coming full circle now, especially as you're talking about. There's just a lot of stuff going on in this world, politically, culturally, yeah. and there's huge shifts going on because I think, especially for you know, I can't speak for women, but I can definitely sense there's this. Growing desire for self care and people and women saying no or saying yes to themselves.
1: Responsible. Yeah. That's my new word.
3: Actually, in my last coaching system, I
1: responsibility Mm -hmm. for my own self. Yeah. Like it's no one else's job to be like, what's going to help Elisa today? Mm
2: -hmm. Well, no one knows what you need besides you. Once I do, then
1: I can go ask for help. But I mean, not until the moment that I get that. It's useless. Yeah. Yeah. So when you coach people through their self and kind of getting to that, is that something that is more self-awareness for themselves that you Mm -hmm. actually help supply them with?
4: Yeah, definitely. Mindfulness is a huge thing that I bring into the work that I do with with clients. And part of, um, I I can break down self-compassion. There's this amazing researcher. Her name is Dr. Kristen Neff, who works at the University of uh, Texas, Austin. And she does research on self-compassion. I mean, like, how cool is that, right? Um, And she defines self-compassion and breaks it down into three components. The first one is self-kindness. So self-compassion is really being kind towards yourself as you would a friend. You know, if a friend comes to you with with something that they're struggling with, how would you talk to them? It's probably different than how you talk to yourself when you're dealing with that same situation, right? Like, we're much more self-critical. So it's that first piece is self-kindness the second piece is common humanity so realizing Mm -hmm. whatever it is you're coming up against whatever you are suffering you know from knowing that that is a part of the human experience and you are not alone in that and the third part is mindfulness so coming back to that self-awareness um and that's a huge thing that people tend to miss uh, because what we tend to do is either we completely ignore what Um, what we're coming up against, our suffering, we want to push it down, we want to stuff it down, just don't even go there, just put on a face, be happy, so we completely ignore it, and then it keeps building up, building up, building up, and then we burst, or we take the other route where we actually become so obsessed with that, like, you know, whatever we're we're dealing with, we, um, we become a victim of that, and we kind of wallow in that, and that can lead to depression, so there's these two different avenues of, like, avoiding it and then getting completely sucked into it and becoming so obsessed with it that it becomes your identity, the suffering. And self-compassion takes a different route. It takes that mindfulness, self-awareness route where it's like, I'm going to actually face this and then start to move through it.
1: It's so. almost like pay attention or pay with pain. Yeah. Like there's yeah. That, that seriousness of unless you know yourself, you're going to deal with some issues. Yeah. Um, something that actually came up in an article that I read recently is women have a higher um, emotional intelligence than men. But I don't know if we use it. Mm. Like there's that lack of realizing, okay, once we know, now what? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. is that something that you have other techniques or work through? And, and that's a question for both of you because I know mm-hmm. we've dealt in that mm-hmm. for myself even. Mm-hmm. And it was very helpful to just have a deeper understanding of what's going on inside because the body doesn't lie. Right. Mm-hmm. There's something really honest and like it's it's just truth coming out.
3: Right, yeah. Yeah, so I, what I'd notice is that there's just a huge correlation between, especially in women, physical manifestations. So like weight gain, hair loss, mm-hmm. skin changes, right? And what's going on internally. And so, you know, women, it, it, it's just one of those things we were talking about this morning where they tend to carry their weight where they're carrying their emotions, mm. right? And unless you address that other piece of it, that other side of it, like, you know, you, you touched on and we touched on with you, sure. it's never going to get addressed. Yeah, and that's why I've really taken this, this completely different role because Jessica's inspired me so much to step back and I'm really looking at pain points, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, I'm a pain doc, pain specialist, and so, you know, I can work on somebody structurally, like if they got a, a bum knee, a bum hip, a bum back, um, but there's also this whole mental and spiritual side to everything because truly we are energetic beings we really are you look at the science from every single school we are we are a battery we have a positive end and a negative end and unless we're doing the things like jessica's talking about like the self-care that's recharging your batteries believe it or not so you know Lisa, you taking your weekend regardless of whether you you know you did it because you were sick or or whatever like that was an opportunity for your body to recharge you know and, and it's just another thing too sleep we I don't know s- a lot all of friday we don't know a lot about sleep we really don't and i i know you saw that that i'm doing a sleep workshop yeah, yeah coming up but sleep is something that's so unknown to us but it's so necessary because if you don't sleep you pretty much go crazy and I love how you, you pretty said it. It's,
2: it's it's comparative to being drunk, right?
3: Worse. It's worse. Right? Like it's it, way you worse. know
2: operating a vehicle Yeah. with lack of sleep is comparable to being under the influence of alcohol like
3: exactly. for instance. Yeah. So you
2: said worse.
3: It's worse. What happens?
1: Like I'm like uh-oh. So so the comparative
3: <laughs> study that you're talking about, I can't I can't reference it, but okay. they compared uh you know uh normal drivers versus Drunk drivers, so I don't know what the blood alcohol content was, but it was pretty high. (laughs) And then people who were sleep deprived Mm. and the people who performed worse were the people who were sleep deprived, sleep deprived, Deprived. even over the the drunk uh, participants, Mm. which was pretty significant. Yeah. So if you're you're sleeping on what I think it's six hours or less of sleep, it's essentially equivalent to being uh, drunk and driving.
2: So you can save money just by not sleeping. Right. If you no. want to sleep. <laughs> okay. Well, just it just makes me think of the medical field because there's this high demand for working over eighty hours a week, for mm-hmm. instance. Well, and and it's, it's like it's common. Yeah, it's it's actually like required of you, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just but you're supposed to be saving lives and be super in tune with people, yeah. With another human life, but you can't even function a vehicle, right?
3: Right. Right, it's exactly. Just, I don't know,
2: I always found that interesting.
3: I, found it, I find that super fascinating, including the fact that, you know, the, Je- the work that Jessica does is amazing. Amazing, right? Yeah. But if you s- take a step back and you really think about it, you're like, okay, she's, she's doing work on, you know, self-compassion mm-hmm. and, and self-love and, and, t- and taking care of yourself. Is that really necessary? Should she really have a career?
1: It shouldn't have to be necessary.
3: She shouldn't have a career, it shouldn't be necessary but it's so
1: necessary because we can't stop absolutely we have become such again more more when how when the, everything's dinging and oh my gosh everything is an emergency mm-hmm. yeah. yeah Like there's no stopping anymore
3: yeah mm-hmm. it's just little it's just little things like we have to get back to waking up in the morning looking at our loved ones saying i love you before yeah. we pick up our phones yeah. you know I, yeah. we, we we need to we need to spend 30 minutes during dinner having a conversation you know we me and Jessica talk about it all the time we go to restaurants and we'll count how many couples or how many friends are on their phones not having a conversation I'm like I
2: hope they're texting each other right. I, like, see what I mean? like, I've done that I've done
1: that
3: <laughs> yeah so we've gotten in this really weird culture right where there's like people like Jessica where there's such a need for it and people are looking for it they don't know Right? Like you said, you're like, this is the first time I've heard about self-compassion. Like, self-compassion. Like, you don't I know, but, like, you, you feel that, right? Yeah, you absolutely. get attracted to that. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Speaks volumes
4: to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, like, I think people don't realize how much they need it, and then when we do an initial consult, and I work with people, after, you know, 30 minutes, at the end, they're like, oh, my gosh, I feel amazing. Like, I feel different. I feel a shift. I feel so much more calm and peaceful and at ease. I didn't even know this was possible, and I didn't even realize because I've just been running to the next place. I've got to go do this. I have to do that. I'm overstimulated. I have to look at my phone. I have to do that. And then they're like, oh, my gosh, I can actually feel this way, and they didn't even know it was possible.
1: Mm-hmm. It's funny because when you get to that state, and I've been in those moments, it's, it's almost like you take it for granted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then do you continually have those feelings come up, or is that some? It's like brushing your teeth, isn't mm-hmm.
4: it? Right. Exactly. And so that's, that's really the goal is, yeah, these moments are wonderful, but they don't have to be just glimpses. You can experience that every single day. And that's why these tools are so important, like yoga and breathwork and meditation, because you can come back to that. You can start your morning off that way. And when people, you know, do a 10 minute yoga practice and they do some breathwork that I teach them, they do that in the morning, the whole rest of their day shifts. So, so
1: so you say breathwork, I haven't heard that before until you guys sent me notes. But um, like it's it's almost like makes me think of like breathe, mm-hmm. like it's not, stop not, and not, breathe. It's not hyperventilating.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> I know you do that already. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the way here. Yeah. Um,
1: but where you know like where did that come from, and where did you incorporate that into mm. your system?
4: Mm-hmm. So so breathwork, like I said, was I was introduced to that during during college during this weekend workshop that I had done and. Like I said, I thought it was kind of weird. I thought breathwork, like we breathe all the time, so what are we going to be doing that's different? And there's so many different types of breathwork techniques out there. And really, um, the the goal is to to reduce um, reduce stress and and lower your cortisol and lower <laughs> um, you know lower your heart rate and get back to that that feeling of, of inner peace. So there's many different. Um, techniques of breath work.
1: So Do you share any of those techniques, um, YouTubes or anything that's um, something that people can actually take advantage right? actually work with you? Or is it something that they'd have to call you and kind of have a session with you? And, and what's the best way to reach you as well?
4: Yeah, yeah. So I don't, ha- I am working on right now, working on video courses and um, guided meditations. And so so people can listen to that and be guided through a breathwork technique or guided through a meditation. Right now, the best way would be to go to my new website, which is JessicaWalla.com and to work with me uh, and and sign up and contact me there and i i love working one-on-one with people
1: and can it be something that people do over the phone or is it always in person
4: yes absolutely i actually do more of it on skype than anything so i can i reach people from all over the country
1: and you're both traveling next right there's got there's some fun Mm -hmm. stuff coming up yeah yeah Yeah. so we
3: we probably had i don't know busiest month of our lives including our birthdays events, and changing and Uh, just yeah just let you guys know I guess I didn't really tell everybody on air that I'm a naturopathic physician pain specialist and you know I worked a lot within the orthopedic realm and I'm going to continue to do that just in a different capacity Um, but right now um, I have a virtual practice and so what that means is I see all my patients um, either uh, over video compliant uh, you know or HIPAA compliant uh, uh, Skype conferencing Um, And I really try to work with them in a similar capacity of, like, finding themselves, right? And I I usually deal with a lot of people that are in pain. But once I remove the pain, it's always the question is, what's next? And I've wanted to be able to provide services for them in that realm. And so, you know, I love, I love when I talk to my patients that have been in pain. I I can think of one right now, a 27-year-old female who had a PCOS and she had a period maybe every 128 days, something like that. And we were able to clear it up in about a month, so she was regular. Um, and so, you know, she didn't have to deal with so much pain during the day. Her, her mood was better. And she had all this time. And we got to have this amazing conversation about how she was going to transform her life. And then she went on, and now she's the head microbiologist specialist for Legionnaire's disease on the West Coast. Oh, wow. And she got a promotion and she just bought a house and she got married. I talked to her this week. So it's just like those kind of transformational experiences. I am trying to be a conduit and give people access for. And, and really the message is, is like we have a lot of pain in our life, you know, and we need to address that. And I think a lot of people stuff it down. I know I stuffed it down, yeah. you know, in my relationships, and my job, and I wasn't asking for what I really needed. And so being in this open space right now, I have the opportunity to share my story and at the same time help other people along the way. Which is beautiful stuff yeah and just as jessica said i i do breath work with clients as well um and we're actually going to do um some couple sessions this week which is really awesome in order to just open up a space for couples to start exploring um blockages that they may may be experiencing for whatever reason and is this open
1: to the public or is this a private event so it's
3: yeah so what it is is um it's essentially just a private couple sessions so we actually come the couple's house um, and we perform a session so we do a certain couple techniques um, that are uh, thought-provoking questions um, for conversation to kind of flow and really the whole idea is for both of them to sit down and have an intention on what they want to accomplish during the breathwork session and as jessica said really the lungs are an amazing organ because they help really move the energy between the, the the gut the stomach and the heart and we tend to reside with a lot of emotion in our guts between whether it's money, sex, manipulation, those kind of visceral things, instead of staying in our heart space. And so with this breath work, we can help people move out of their head, out of their gut, into their heart, and really open up. And that's where you see the changes happen. Um, and that's, that's just the amazing work that, that, that happens. Yeah. So is
2: that, that the kind of path that you both are... Taking yeah. as a couple
3: yeah yeah definitely yeah so we're definitely you know working we have our own businesses but we come together yeah um in certain aspects
1: yeah. i love it well i want to appreciate i we definitely did not get through all the questions we wanted to get through <laughs> so you're gonna have to come back okay we'll come all, back. Right. all right promise promise <laughs> um all right so keep celebrating because this is definitely a great month and i'm so happy to have jessica here and i and i'm i'm it was hard when I heard the news of the traveling. I was hoping Jessica was staying with us. <laughs> but um, but I'm so thrilled that the world gets to experience a piece of both of you. So Absolutely. it's definitely something that I'm looking forward to seeing where you guys head to. Yeah, Please let us know how we can, you know, keep in touch. And yeah help other people help find you and I definitely want to make sure that you connect with Aaron and Jocelyn because they are the power couple. We right. already did. Good yes. job. Yeah. They've, been, yeah. on we, the to them. they've yeah. been on the show. They've been on the show and I just right see amazing. that you guys could definitely do some great stuff together and yeah. they're just awesome oh, for people. sure.
3: Don't worry, Elise. We'll, uh, we'll be back. I, <laughs> I have to be back for a conference in January. Yeah. So but, but, for, but
2: first, Hawaii. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe in we'll less go to you. Yeah, maybe we can. Well, what does aloha mean? Yeah Hello and Goodbye. So, there you uh, go Aloha. <laughs> see, this is why I bring Jenny
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome well thank you so much have yeah. a great birthday and we'll
2: see you happy next time happy birthday to you both thank Bye, guys. you yeah. Yeah. aloha Bye.